Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, this is Lloyd Spence, and listen, the NFL season is in full swing, and you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. You got to get over to Bet Online, guys, and take a look at all of the lines for this week's NFL game. And, of course, the NBA draft is this week. Who's going number one? Who are you betting on? So from the game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always online casino as well because it never closes. Never. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag. Sign up today. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Tell them Lloyd Spence and the Noisemakers sent you. You are now listening to Believe in the ACC with my husband, Mr. Talking Noise, Lloyd Spence, and our brother, Heisman Trophy and Florida State legend, Charlie Ward. And now, Lloyd and Charlie. Go get them, fellas. That handsome young man you see over there to my, I guess I'm standing at the screen, it's to my right, but it's really to my left, is Charlie Ward, Heisman Trophy, legend, Larry Florida State, everything, Charlie Ward. <laughs> and I am your holiday noise, Mr. Lloyd Spence. This is Believe in the ACC. I'm doing well, sir. Charlie, how are you doing today, man? I am good. I had a great weekend this weekend. Uh, my my team finally won another game. I'm excited. Shout out to the Louisville Cardinals, who we'll be talking and about I, momentarily. I missed, I missed pretty much the majority of the games. I had a basketball game this weekend. So, uh, how'd we, you guys do? Um, you know, you don't have to say it so matter of factly, Charlie. Like you guys must really be good if you said we won. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, it, we did. I like it, Charlie. I like it. I'm here for I'm here for dominance. I'm here for dominance. Yeah, it was bad. But our guys played well. I mean, you know. He said it was bad. We killed it. We it was a bad one. I love it. I love it. Well, listen, we got a lot to cover today because this weekend um, was shocking, to say the least. It started out very shocking. It's kind of funny because my wife and I uh, and my daughters, you know, we do our show on the weekend. I still do as the wife show I do with my wife and then. I do a show with my kids called Daddy and the Girls on the Noisemaker page. And I'm prepping that show. And at some point, I get a notification on my phone that the Clemson and Florida State game has been canceled. And I'm saying, man, what happened? They were doing just fine. And all of a sudden, the game is canceled. So apparently, just to give everybody some background, uh, there was one player on Clemson's team I guess he traveled with the team. He had tested positive. He had tested negative, negative, negative. Friday night, tested positive. One player tested positive. However, he had been practicing all week, obviously, and then and traveled with the team and then tested positive upon arrival. Now, that notification went out to Florida State's medical staff and administration and, of course, Clemson's medical staff and administration. Somebody amongst all those wonderful people, those smart, intelligent people, got together and said, 
this is not a good environment. This is not safe. There's too many unknowns. Let's not play the game. I woke up this morning, Mr. Charlie Ward, to a very livid Dabo Sweeney. And here is just a very small snippet of what he had to say. If the standard of play was zero positive tests, then we would have never had a season. This game was not canceled because of COVID. COVID was just an excuse to cancel the game. And to be honest with you, I don't think it has anything to do with their players. I have no doubt that their players wanted to play and would have played. And same with the coaches. To me, the Florida State administration forfeited the game. And if they want to play Clemson, in my opinion, they need to come to Clemson or they need to pay for all expenses. Other than that, there's no reason for us to play them. Now, to be fair, Dabo said before that that the player, you know, we put in all these protocols to address one player testing positive. We put in all these protocols specifically for that. So we've always known that something like this could be a possibility. So for one player to test positive and that be enough to cancel the game, he was not happy. So Coach Mike Norwell had a response. I like in fairness to also play his response. Hey, Mike, uh, David with ESPN. Um, it, given what you said, it, it sounds like I, I would be fairly saying that this was strictly a decision made by your medical advisors that you were not then asked, you know, do you want to play? Do you not want to play? Do you have an opinion on that? And, and what did you make of Davo's comments yesterday in which he kind of implied that there was some other non-medical reason for postponing this game? You know, I mean, to, to that, I'll say that, you know, Everyone here, you know, wanted to, to, to was excited about it and wanted the opportunity to go out there and compete. Um, the, the the protocols and procedures that are in place to um, to ensure the, the health and well being of our student athletes is something that we you know, we don't take lightly. Um, there was you know every player, every coach. I mean, there was an excitement about you know the week that it that it that it led up to the game and the opportunity that was in front of us. And uh, you know we're competitors, and I, that is that is the reason why you know we have things set up the way that they're set up. Um, you know, football coaches are not doctors. Uh, some of us might think that uh, that, that we are, but uh, there's uh, you know there's a reason why uh, the, those those advisors and and. Uh, are able to make the decisions from the information that is provided. Okay. So to also to give full context so that everybody understands. Uh, and Charlie, you can take over this if you want because you have far more insight on it than I do. But as I understand it, they were in pregame meal, right, when this Correct. all went down. Correct. Yes, they were in pregame meal when uh, they got the word that the game had been postponed. And I mean, you know, just from a coach's perspective, I can imagine you're preparing for the game. Players also preparing for the game. And then to hear uh, that you're not going to get an opportunity to play. Uh, and let's be honest. When, if it was left up to the coaches, when it came down to the rules, as far as this COVID, it, it wouldn't be the same. It would not be the same. That's exactly uh, right. And so that is the reason why they've kind of taken it out of the coach's hands. It's very similar to the concussion and all these other injuries uh, that are, you know, life-threatening. And so I just think it's something that it was out of the players and the coaches' control. 
Um, and, you know, to be complete honest, I mean, there's really no reason outside of health to cancel the game because it's Florida State. <laughs> it's Florida State's home game. Right. And uh, for them to cancel the home game means that it's something more than uh, just they didn't want to play. And so uh, whether it was administration, whoever it was, you know, I, I think there's a financial burden, especially during this time where, you know, finances are scarce, scarce. Um, and everyone's trying to, you know, make ends meet. Uh, for them to cancel the game, it had to be something far worse than just, you know, um, they were afraid. So, I mean, you know, I understand everyone's protecting their home turf in a sense. And, you know, that was Coach Sweeney is doing his best to protect Clemson's image and, uh, you know, competitive spirit moving forward. Uh, Florida State administration, you know, was doing the best to protect their team uh, because as I said, they played this game uh, this this Saturday and they get caught into the contact tracing. Now they're out of uh, a game against Virginia and potentially, you know, moving forward, they only have two more games. And so it's a calculated deal. And, you know, I, I just know Coach, uh, Coach uh, Norville and the staff, you know, they were shocked just like we all were when we got the news uh, because they, they prepared themselves to play the game. Well, I'm, I'm going to say this. Um, I, I, my initial reaction uh, to the comments that I heard was a little bit of a shock because that, that was a very different tonality from the guy we just interviewed <laughs> last week. Um, and, and having said that, I to be honest with you, I really hope that Dabo goes back and listens to his comments and possibly amends them because I, I don't think he meant for it to sound insensitive or, or not truly understanding the complexity of the situation, but that's how it came across. Right. It came across as though you, you're not really grabbing the full context of what is taking place here. No, Coach Norville didn't make this call. And and North and by the way, I like that uh, coaches are not being allowed to make this call because you're right, Charlie. No coach in America is going to say let's not play. Right. No kid in America is going to say let's not play. So they, I'm sure those kids were ready to play. I'm sure those coaches were ready to coach. So that's not the issue. The issue is you can't apologize for somebody's kid. And by the way, so far, thanks to God, no young college player or pro player has caught COVID and it cost them their life. So we're so thankful that that has not happened yet as of yet, but you cannot take that risk. And so I, I'm, I'm with Florida state on air on the side of caution. I know it's not ideal, but it's better to say, oops, I'm sorry than to say, oops, you know what I mean? Right. And I just, I just think they did the right thing though. And I understand the frustration from a from a from a scheduling perspective, from a spending money perspective, but but and and you can't even blame Clemson because they brought the young man there. They didn't know he was positive. He had tested negative. So, you know, you you're just going with the protocols of what takes place, and you don't know if it's flu or COVID. You don't know. So I get it, but at the same time, understand both sides. 
Right. And, and, and with your comments, be sensitive to both sides. Be sensitive right. to the, the complexities. This is not a normal year. These are not normal circumstances. No, I agree. Uh, yeah. For being insensitive, people definitely, you know, take that the wrong way. Um, and I just think that was just not professional. Yeah. What wasn't right. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, like you said, he will amend, you know, his comments and uh, at least show some remorse and apologize in some form of fashion, even if it's not, you know, totally going off, going overboard with it. But just some comment to say that his comment was insensitive to, you know, decision making of, you know, the situation um, and kind of leave it at that. But more importantly, I understand the frustration, but I mean, you just address it and you don't have to call anyone out, you know, just address it that this is, you know, we wanted to play. They, I'm sure the coaches and players wanted to play, but I do know uh, sometimes you do get in press conferences or you're talking and you're upset about something and then you let the truth come out, um, you know, yeah. of how you feel um, at that time. And, you know, hopefully someone will go back and say, you know, that was just insensitive. You know, even if it's a written apology, uh, that would be um, sufficient. But then again, you know, he doesn't have to do anything and he'll keep coaching and they'll keep playing and they have a game this week, um, you know, against um, who they're playing. Um, well, we, we actually get into that here a little bit. Yeah, it's pit. Yeah, yeah. pit. So, you know, just just move on. I mean, I, I know that's what Coach Norville, you know, he made his comment about it, and he said that, you know, they're going to continue to start focusing on Virginia, you know, yeah. the next game. And so, I mean, and it's, just, it's a problem that we're all dealing with. It's not just your game is not the first game that's supposed right. been, been, been postponed. Probably won't be the last game that's postponed this year. So it's it's just what it is, and I think we gotta all be a lot more sensitive uh, than that. And 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 COVID deserves a little more respect than that, because it's re it is real, it is absolutely real. So right. so anyway, uh, I, I I didn't think we could come on today without addressing that one head on. Um, so I'm glad we got a chance to talk about it. Uh, but shout out to Coach Norville for for uh, keeping it classy. So there you go. <laughs> I mean, All right, that that coach coach Sweeney. I mean, he is he, he's hit these battles before. Um, yeah, so, you know, he said some things that people didn't like, and you know, he continued to move on, and he's been successful. So, I'm sure he'll do the same thing with this one. It doesn't mean he's a bad person. Um, you know, I think you just gotta watch. I think you said the thing. You gotta watch your your emotions. You can get emotionally tied to something. And then say something that you might feel, but sometimes just because you feel it don't mean you're supposed to say it. Right. I yeah. agree. Yeah. So. Sometimes that's when you have to come back and, you know, apologize, even though that's the way you're feeling at the time, and you just have to humble up, humble down. And that's, you know, something I think, you know, when you start looking at, you know, humility and start looking at, you know, your, your Christian walk and faith, those types of things, you know, humility plays a big part in that. And, you know, even if you don't think that it's the right thing to do, um, deep down inside, uh, it may be the right thing just so it can be, you can be an example 
for others uh, to, to, to show your humility that yeah. you're not always correct. Yeah. And I, and I agree, Alan. He, he definitely should retract his comments and just offer some kind of pie. That's my opinion. But we'll see what happens from here. But very, very explosive uh, comments. So, all right, let's jump right into the week of sports. Not a lot of games we really talked about this week. <coughs> um, Louisville finally played a complete game, but it was against an incomplete opponent. I mean, anytime a team can only muster up um, – what is it, 137 yards total offense? Probably not the strongest opponent to play. But you beat, you're supposed to go out and beat bad teams, and that's what Louisville did against Syracuse. Uh, Malik Cunningham, 219 uh, yards, passing a touchdown. Uh, he did throw two picks, which is still disconcerting, but they definitely got uh, a, a much-needed win uh, and uh, at least – Put a little bit of a, uh, a little sunshine on their on their season. So, hey, a win is a win, regardless of who you're playing. There um, you go. You know, especially um, when you're struggling. Oh yeah, absolutely. The the shocker of the weekend, NC State somehow, somewhere hung on to beat Liberty, and again, Liberty. So NC State is definitely that great mystery because they. They're not a great scoring team, and sometimes they're a good defensive team, and sometimes they're not. But some, but they found something against uh, 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 the, the uh, quarterback uh, Willis, and were able to slow him down, definitely in the passing game and in the running game, and uh, held him to 172 yards passing, uh, forced him into three interceptions. Uh, they 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 did something right. They. Played, they didn't play a perfect game, but they played well enough to get the victory. Yeah, I like I said, I didn't get a chance to see it. I was only watching it, and I was trying to find it once I saw that it was 16-15. Mm -hmm. And then I went on my ESPN um, tracker to check out the game, and Liberty had the ball, and they were driving. Yeah. And they got down to like the 22-yard line or something, and next thing I know, North Carolina State had the ball. And I was like, how is that? Right, right. <laughs> and then they showed, or they, they put on there that it was a blocked field goal, um, which, you know, I mean, that is a catch-22 when you start looking at, you know, Liberty, North Carolina State being 16-15, another one-point uh, game between, you know, Liberty and the ACC team. Yeah. Um, and it came down to a blocked field goal for them not to win the game. And so, and it was just 16-15. So I'm just, and Malik, and Willis, Willis get through, uh, you know, three inceptions. So I'm just trying to figure out, is Liberty that great or good or North Carolina State, you know, just not very good when it, can, when it comes to, you know, I'm not saying they're not very good, but they didn't take advantage of those opportunities. Yeah. I'm I'm really thinking that Liberty is just that good. Liberty has has played. You know, you go eight and one, you you're you're, you're something. Right. You're, you're better than just okay. So I gotta give them I gotta give them credit. And they played every ACC team extremely well, other than NC State. So I gotta give them some props on on what they did right. And you're right, Allen. Uh, I will give you your props. You picked State 
when all of us were picking Liberty. So congratulations. <laughs> um, let's go over to the, the uh, our final game of the week. Pick dominating. I mean dominating Virginia Tech. Uh, man, pick it. 404 yards passing. I believe I had that one. Uh, two in the two touchdowns on that one. Um, Turner, the kid Turner just went plum. DJ Turner just went plum loco. Uh, I think he had 18 catches, no, 15. 15 catches for 184 yards. Just about as dominant of a of a of a uh performance as you can possibly muster up. It was incredible. Well, you know. Pit, uh, Pickett and Pitt, they've been, you know, playing shorthanded for quite some time now. And yeah, I, they were missing a lot of people this weekend. Yeah, and so I just think they're accustomed to, you know, those guys. As long as they have the right guys out there, you, you should be good. Yeah. Uh, with the quarterback and the, uh, the receivers that they have, uh, they're, they're not bad. And so and defensively, you know, they've been solid, you know, pretty much all year. Yeah. And they kind of plug and play guys because of the system. Uh, as long as you understand the system and the blitzes and all the different things that they do, you can kind of plug and play uh, some of those guys that they have. But Virginia Tech, of course, has always been that mystery, very similar to NC State. Um, you know, they've kind of been good, bad, not so good. Yeah. And, you know, and what have you. So, you know, it's been an interesting year for Virginia Tech, um, just like most teams, I guess, is, you know, in that middle tier or to the bottom. Uh, and so I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, the rest of the season for Virginia Tech and even Pitt, you know, being shorthanded at some point in time is going to catch up with you. Um, and they play Clemson this week, who's upset. Um, so it should be interesting to see how they uh, respond after this this win pit you know i think for for um i think for uh virginia tech they just go as uh khalil herbert goes if khalil herbert has a good game they're probably gonna have a good game if he doesn't they won't and so nine carries 72 yards uh not a bad game not a great game for khalil herbert and as that happens they didn't get the win so i just think that's who they are Yeah, I just think that's who we are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, as most teams, they have an identity. And if they don't, if that identity doesn't show up, then you're going to you're gonna struggle. Well, the last game of the week, um, Virginia and um, Abilene Christian, um, just not really a fair matchup from the start. Uh, Virginia just dominates uh, Abilene Christian 55 to 15. Um, Armstrong throws for 383 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, not anything surprising there. Um, nothing really a whole lot to talk about there. No surprises whatsoever. Uh, no, outside of Virginia, they, they're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's go through who a different kind of who this weekend. Uh, but probably. I'll start with you. Who shined? Who shined the brightest? Um, 
Who shined the brightest? I would say um, I would give Louisville. Yeah. I would give Louisville a nod this week on who shined the brightest. You know, they've been going through a tough stretch. Of course, they found a team that they can beat. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, they needed to win just as bad as Syracuse needed to win, and they went and did what they supposed to do. Yeah, I, th I think if you can get a win, like you said, regardless of who that win comes fr from, take it and run with it and build on it. And they did. I think they will do just that. So I'll give mine to Louisville as well with a slight nod over to, well, you know what, I'm going to save my surprise for uh, this next person for my surprise. So, Charlie, who uh, surprised you the most? Um, I guess North Carolina State. Right. Um, you know, just the fact that Liberty turned over three times. Uh, you're expecting North Carolina State to at least, you know, have a, 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 a good lead, but the game was still 16-15. Um, and that that was a surprise because they had, you know, put up some decent numbers the last couple of weeks. Um, and for them to not take advantage of three turnovers um, against Liberty was 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 a little bit of surprise uh, for me. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Zonovan Knight, though. He did have a pretty decent game. 14 carries, 96 yards, two touchdowns. That probably was the difference in the game. Uh, not, again, North Carolina just stays just not a dominant team in any way, but they did enough to beat a really, really good team. And that Liberty win is going to look good on your bowl game resume. Although I don't think we're going to have many bowl games, but that, <laughs> but that, but there it is. Uh, if you're going to stack one on your bowl game win, that would be a good one. Uh, who needs a little work, Charlie? Uh. I don't know. You can go with Syracuse. Oh man, I, I think maybe, maybe they take maybe they take two categories. I was gonna say. I was just gonna say we may have to go with needs a little and needs a lot. Syracuse in a lot of trouble right now. Yeah, I I, I just does he survive this? That does Dido survive this? Uh, it really depends. I don't know. I doubt it because you know they. I don't know if he came in the season on the hot seat, uh, but he's at the bottom. And I, I'm sure they're saying uh, there's really no way up. Um, you've been kind of – you were middle tier to, to bottom, and now you're at the bottom. And, you know, I, I, I'm guessing that they just feel like there may be another – they need to take another direction um, to their rebuilding process. You know, bring someone else new in to rebuild since they're going to be going through a rebuilding phase. You know, one of the things I think they made a, a, a tactical error is that you tried to bring in a new defensive scheme with that three-three-five that they run. That they run. That's not that's not an easy thing to transition into, and 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 that's one of those things where your personnel has to truly understand their assignments when you have you know you're talking about zone reads now you're talking about understanding that these three down linemen and these three backs have to know where to go what to do how to read this the, each it's a lot for young players to, to run 
especially when you don't get an offseason. But I guess they committed to it in such a way that they had no choice. And they, I think they just got caught in between. And, man, I think I think they may be stuck, man. Yeah. I think they don't want to be in trouble. That's I like the, these. That's the challenge when you're kind of on the bubble. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Is you, you start grabbing for straws. And, you know, you, you look at the offensive – Offense, you start looking at how can I change the offense to better suit or bring in somebody else. Then you start looking at the defense. We need to change the defense. And that's when you start, you know, hoping that something can catch fire to, to, to prolong your journey, you know, at the school. And, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, I struggle with is when a, when a coach uh, is, you know, on the hot seat, you start trying to bring in, you know, other, you know, factors and you don't have that much time. And so sometimes it's just best to go with the guys that you have, try to get better at whatever scheme they're in, if you're going to go down, um, instead of trying to bring in a whole new scheme, a whole new, uh, you know, terminology. Yeah. The guys got to learn that. And so, that's something that, you know, a lot of people, you know, get caught up in when they're on the hot seat or having, you know, issues with the staff. And I just say, man, if, if you're, you know, on the hot seat, um, you know, sometimes stability may be the best thing. And, and just trying to work through how can we get better at X, Y, Z, as opposed yeah. to trying to bring in a whole new system, try to overhaul it, overhaul everything, and then you end up <laughs> being worse. Yeah. I heard a coach say this one time. He said, um, it's better that you, if, when you're when things are going bad, to go back to the drawing board than to buy a new board. And so maybe it's about maybe it's about getting back to your fundamentals and, and not trying to recreate a whole new thing. You know, buying a buying a whole new board is, is a lot. That's a lot to do. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I feel bad for them, man, because they you know they started out such a tenure on such an uptick and now it just looks like it is really falling apart. Yeah. Um unfortunate, but uh, you know, that seems to be the the thing. Um, you know, when you're going through you're trying to find your way. Uh, I'm sure he has people in his ear, and he's kind of on, on his uh, last leg. Um, yeah. Syracuse, and he's just trying everything. But right now, it's just not working. Yeah. Well, since this is Thanksgiving week, and we know we're going to be off on Thanksgiving, and on Wednesday we'll be off as well, we're going to go ahead and play Let's Pick them today. We got a slate of games to, uh, to get to, so let's start at the beginning. First game, Notre Dame and North Carolina. This is a 3.30 game on ABC, uh, 2.30 on Central Time. Charlie, who you got? That's the big one of the week, I think. Notre Dame and North Carolina, who you got? Um, well, I'm going to go with uh, Notre Dame. Um, I know they're playing on the road. But the reason I'm going to go with Notre Dame is because there are, you know, balance offensively and defensively and special teams. Uh, North Carolina, on the other hand, 
you know, their their defense uh, has given up a lot of points, um, and their offense has scored a lot of points, and they've had to come back in games. And I just think Notre Dame is just solid across the board. Um, I do think it'll be a, a, a good game, uh, but I, I, I'm just going to pick Notre Dame because I feel like they're uh, they're 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 good overall offense, defense, and special teams. Well, I look at Notre Dame, and I, I'm, I'm I'm going off of what Ryan said. He says Notre Dame by ten. I think ten is a lot, uh, but because I think Mac Brown is going to have them prepared. Uh, with them both being on, I think they're going to be prepared. But having said that, I think talent wins in the end. I think experience wins in the end. And I think Notre Dame has both the talent and experience that's going to overshadow anything that North Carolina's do. Give me Notre Dame on that one as well. Uh, Louisville and Boston College. Charlie, who you got now? That's a 4 p.m. on the ACC Network. Um, I'm going to go with Boston College. Uh, just because they're playing at home, even though Louisville just uh, had a very good game against uh, Syracuse. Um, I don't know, Boston College, offensively, they're very good, I, I do believe. Defensively, I'm not 100% sure on that, so it may be a back-and-forth deal, uh, but I'm going to go with the home team, Boston College. Well, here's what's interesting. The line for that game is one. That's about that's right. So I, I I think that was I thought that was interesting. Wow, one you would think it'd be a little bit stronger there for a home team, but apparently not. So uh, obviously I'll never pick against the Cardinals. So give me Louisville to keep the streak going. Uh, here's someone picking against the Cardinals that's from Louisville. Uh, <laughs> Ron picking BC on that one. So it'll be an interesting game for sure. We got NC State and Syracuse. With a noon start time on the ACC network, network Charlie, who you got on that? I'm going North Carolina State. I mean, it's, we talked about Syracuse, North Carolina State. Of course, they've also been up and down. You know, when it comes to, you know, just being consistent and, and playing well. But I do believe that they'll find a way. From a defense standpoint, you know, they they can give their offense more opportunities against Syracuse, and I think that would be, you know, the difference. Um, I think this is the game that um, puts the, the – this sounds horrible to say, but I think this is the one that puts the, the depth deal down on our guys. Don't put a depth bridge on uh, Coach. I'm not trying to put a depth bridge on him, but I just don't see how he wins this one. Now, if he can somehow figure out how to win this one, we'll see. But I, I just – I don't see it. I see NC State dominating this one. Just a full-on domination. So, uh, Pitt and Clinton. Pitt versus an angry Clemson at three thirty on ESPN. Who you got in that one? Uh, well, I'm gonna go with Clemson, of course. I think they're playing at home, and of course, Pitt is still uh, undermanned. Um, I'm sure at some point they'll, you know, the, the luck will kind of run out with uh, them playing hard and beating certain some teams. Uh, but Clemson, you know, being a little bit upset about not getting an opportunity to play and trying to rewrite their wrongs. And, you know, Coach Sweeney is going to swing last week to this week in some form of fashion. 
trying to make a statement. Um, and if they get a chance, uh, which I think, you know, Pitt's defense is solid, uh, but I think uh, they'll they'll probably end up putting in Trevor Lawrence's hands, um, you know, this week. Um, yeah. and they'll probably pick them apart when they start blitzing and all those different types of things. But then again, you never know how Pitt's going to respond because they've been responding, you know, big time uh, when they've been undermanned and, you know, playing on the road. And with Pickett, uh, he's picked up his game. And so, you know, Clemson's defense is not – uh, your stout defense that we've come accustomed to at Clemson. Uh, so he probably will have an opportunity to, uh, you know, have another big game and keep him in the game. Yeah. Somebody, uh, let's see, somebody uh, said never poke a bear. And I think, I think Clemson, whether actual or perceived, thinks they've been poked. So, I think Davos is going to work these boys up into a frenzy, and they're going to take all their frustration out on Pitt. Uh, give me Clemson on on this one. Somebody's got to win this game, Duke and Georgia Tech. Who do you think is going to pull it out, Charlie? Um, I don't know. I, I, I'll go with uh, Duke. I mean, going with Duke, good. okay. Yeah, I'll go with Duke. Uh, just I don't know why, but – it's the battle of the smart schools, academia. So, so I'm gonna go with Duke. Uh, you know, West, for the game. West listed as is listed as a pick'em. The, the line is even. So everybody's saying the same thing that you're saying. The same thing I'm saying. I have no idea on this one. Maybe I'll flip a coin the day of. But right now, I'm, I'm probably gonna go with Duke as well. But I. It could very well be Georgia Tech on this one. So, your guys, we close out with them, APM, Virginia, and Florida State. Who you got in this one, Charlie? As if I didn't know. Uh, Say again, Charlie. I'm sorry. We got, we got to take the look. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I'm going with the home team. Um, you know, of course, you know, we, 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 we've been struggling all year. And I just keep yeah. believing that the next game is going to be the game that we have a breakout. Uh, you know, Jordan Travis is back, uh, you know, playing quarterback. And uh, with him getting an opportunity to have a week, you know, of preparation for Clemson, and that game not happen, happen. Um, and now they're getting ready for Virginia. Hopefully we can get some lightning in a bottle from somebody from a defensive standpoint collectively from an offensive standpoint you know one guy or a collection of guys that can put things together to give us that opportunity to win the game um, it's a late game um, and so hopefully we can put it together uh, just one time to help get us to the next one to end this season on a two-game winning streak uh, moving forward and so we need something from a program standpoint to give us some hope uh, moving forward, uh, but I do believe Virginia. I know they're a very good football team, uh, but they just got finished beating uh, Abilene Christian. Uh, but nonetheless, you know that's why we play the game, and hopefully my Seminoles can pull it out. Well, I think this is the type of game that you can rally your team around, coming off of what happened in Clemson as well. 
because that Dabo Dabo called them out and said, "Oh, they didn't want to play. They were scared. Oh, we're scared now. Okay, let's show you how scared we are, Virginia." And so I think they might be able to do something. So I'm throwing Florida State on this one as well. Uh, I think this might be a rallying point and maybe the the the, the motivator that Coach Norvell needs to push them on to uh, the end of the season. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens and how they respond to being called out by Dabo Screen. So there you go. All right, Charlie, we'll close out with our top five. Who's your top five for this week? Uh, well, I'm still, I still have North Carolina. I'm sorry, I still have Notre Dame, uh, Clemson, uh, North Carolina, Miami, and I'm gonna go with Pitt. Pitt's been playing very good football uh, here lately, and you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Pitt in the five hole. Okay. Um, for me, I think I'm going North Notre Dame still. Uh, I almost would have dropped Clemson as a pure punishment to what they did, but I'll but I'll be fair. I'll be fair. You're hard. I know I'm being hard. Why well, be a teacher, Charlie? So you know, in my mind, you gotta you gotta pay for your crimes. But I'm gonna be fair and and let. Uh, Clemson live this week. Uh, probably going to go Miami number three, uh, North Carolina in the four hole. And I'm going to keep North Carolina State in that five hole for now. Although um, they got to they gotta do better than what they did against Liberty. All right, Charlie. So now we get to the most important part. What are your Thanksgiving plans? Uh, well, we have a game tomorrow. So, okay. this week, you know, we have a basketball game. Um, a team plays again, and that would be it for the week, rest of the week. And then we are going to be here at the house with uh, some friends. They're coming down from Pensacola, uh, Pace, Milton area, uh, to have uh, Thanksgiving or stay the weekend with us, um, their family. And uh, we'll hang out here at the house. Uh, then uh, we'll uh, probably end up going to watch our football team, our high school football team. They're playing in the, uh, I think, the regional finals uh, this week, uh, this Friday. So I'll go over and check them out over in Jacksonville and potentially may go to the FSU game uh, if I can get a ticket or a couple of tickets uh, to go to the game. <laughs> so I may, I may go to the game or I may just stay home and watch. Watch it. Um, if Charlie Ward is struggling to get tickets, there is something deeply wrong with the system. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's really not the system. It's just kind of whether you know I want to ask for a ticket to go and watch it live, or right. should I stay home and watch it so I can watch other games, you know, on top of it. Very good. There you go. Uh, so that's the reason why. But you know, normally I'll go and watch it live. Just so I can see all, see everything that's going on, and make my comments, and you know, send my text messages to my coaches and guys. So, yeah, about certain things, but um, so I'm not sure about that part yet. There you go. So, so for me, uh, we are going to be here at the house the whole time. 
but we're having a conundrum in our family because I I don't like I usually do the cooking for Thanksgiving, and I'm not a big turkey guy because it goes to waste. So I, I cook all this turkey, and then it's just turkey because they don't like turkey past the day of. So I don't want to cook turkey. So I'm trying to find alternative to turkey. So I'm thinking brisket or I'm thinking, you know, I'm going through a litany of things right now. So I got to make a decision. Uh, I thought I was going to make a decision today and then I got tied up at the bank on some stuff that I had to do. So now I got to go first thing in the morning and go shopping. So, uh, so I will decide and I'll have a full report for you on uh, next Monday when we record uh, and let you know what, what our Thanksgiving meal turned out to be. But Nine times out of ten, it's not going to be turkey. Quick question. Yeah. Now, you know there are a lot of things you can do with turkey. But they're not going to eat them. We don't like turkey like that. Like, we like it, but we just, but it's not something we just like, oh, my God, we got to have turkey. Like turkey stew? (laughs) Uh, You know, soup? You You can put some turkey and some collard greens. Well, I'm going to do that. Now, I'm definitely doing that because I want some greens. Okay. I definitely want, have, I'm definitely going to do that. I have a quick question. Have you ever had Chinese broccoli? Okay. How, how, is it, I've, I've had broccoli at a Chinese restaurant, but, it, but, the, but what you're saying sounds different than what I've had. <laughs> yeah, Chinese broccoli. It's, uh, it, today, I cooked some. Okay, I went to the to the uh, Oriental store, and that's where I, I picked it up. And it was the leaves, like collard green leaves, looking, and then like there's a bud of a broccoli in 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 a couple of them, and so they were like stalks, and so I just picked them off and I put them in, and there were a couple of broccolis in, you know, looked like regular bro- broccoli, uh, small baby broccoli uh but and actually didn't didn't turn it turned out well i've never had it i mean you got you got me thinking now i'm gonna have to try that one that's how yeah. it was new to me and so i was like let me just try it you know i needed a vegetable and i was like let me just try it and um and sure. so i tried it and it actually turned out you know you know you put your seasonings in and things that you want and it tastes like greens wow Look at us, two guys to, on the sports show talking cooking. This is amazing. <laughs> my cooking my, my, my is limited. I don't know about yours. It sounds like yours is expanded. expanded. No, mine's pretty expensive. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> mine's very limited. Well, I like the fact that you, you, you attempted the Chinese broccoli. You got me thinking about something different now. I like that. Well, Charlie, man, if I don't see you, have a wonderful Thanksgiving, you and your family. It has been a joy doing this show with you. I can't wait to see as this thing unfolds how far we go with this. This has just been too much fun. Appreciate it and happy Thanksgiving to you and enjoy your uh, meals, whatever the meal is, and also football. Um, you know this weekend. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm well, sorry. Guys, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, you've been listening to Believe in the ACC. That is Charlie Ward. Uh, I am Lloyd Spence, your holiday noise for the week. Have a great Thanksgiving week, and we will see you next Monday for another Believe in the ACC. We'll see you. You have been listening to Believe in the ACC. 
with Charlie Ward and Lloyd Spence. You can tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on the Believe Podcast Network, Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere podcasts can be heard. You can also watch Charlie and Lloyd on Facebook, on the Noisemakers page, and on YouTube, on the Noise Media YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe, and follow on all our platforms, and we will keep taking you inside the ACC. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.